0: Thank you for tuning in to Cobb with Comic. I'm Brian Cobb, and we're here with comic Ben Rosenfeld. Rosenfeld, how the hell are you?
1: I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Thanks oh, for I, having
0: I'm me. so happy that you are here to promote your fourth comedy album
1: and to talk with you and to talk with me too. But in we're gonna... that order, but yes. <laughs> and we're gonna
0: talk about "Don't Shake Your Miracle." That's a funny ass name. Is it all about your kid?
1: It's probably 60 percent about pregnancy and having a baby between pregnancy and one-year-old because the album's the last two years of material. Oh, okay. But then, like, I was also born in Russia, and, you know, it's occasionally in the news, so there's definitely a (laughs) good 20 or 30% of Russia jokes.
0: Oh, good. You got to get that out before it's no longer timely.
1: Yeah, although it's been timely for a while. I (laughs) know. I'm quite upset I'm not famous because of it. It, (laughs) My my previous album was called The United States of Russia. Dude, you would think, but but with
0: the impeachment and things like that, and just Russia and and Ukraine are just on everybody's lips, so it's good you're keeping it.
1: Years, but one yeah. wants to give me a tonight show uh,
0: well they will after this because don't shake your miracle it's cool though that you're only encompassing what pregnancy in the first year because then also your fifth one your fifth comedy album can be about don't you, shake your top yeah uh, your terrible whatever. twos and uh, horrible threes or whatever it's called and so, real quick, before um, we get into it, where can people find you? Do your show on stage in New York City, and where can they find you online?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, online, bigbencomedy.com. Okay, and if you click live shows, it'll have my up to date schedule. Okay, uh, if you want to find the album right away, Don't Shake Your Miracle dot com. D o n t your y o u r. Okay. Miracle, shake in there as well, but you yeah. know how to spell <laughs> miracle, or you wouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> And Big Ben Comedy on all social media.
0: Okay. And then where are you doing your show next? Like material from the album if they want to go see that on stage?
1: Uh I'm in Florida this coming week. Oh, okay. So if you have listeners in Miami or Fort Lauderdale Oh, sure. The website. Otherwise I'm all around New York City. And
0: when you come back, like they can see your show dates on bigbencomedy.com. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm on stage practically every
0: night. Okay. Oh, and then um don't shake your miracle. Uh, one question I had before we talk about the kid is how maybe uh, you know, in my own estimation, maybe you would have been less likely to have a kid if you had gone to law school, which you said that you you took the LSAT. I took the LSATs. You applied, you got in, you did pretty well.
1: I didn't apply. I took the LSATs. Okay. I did well. Okay. That's I, part I, of I, the battle, man. I think the first time I did mediocre by my standards where it was like, I don't remember. I think... Is 159, like, good for most people, but I not think, Harvard ball? I think that's ultimately I, how,
0: where I did, and I and went to we, the, the top 69th law school in the nation. Right. That's and then I'm it like,
1: f- well, the first time I, like, studied, like, for a week. Okay. And I'm like, I, I, only, I don't know if it was 80th percentile or whatever. Then okay. I'm like, all right, I'll actually try. Okay. So then the next time I took it again, I think it was a one sixty six, one oh, sixty four. I don't know. That's, something... g- that's
0: good enough to get a little bit of financial aid at a lot, lo- you know, a local school, or to or to go to a better national school. Right, but you, just, yeah. you decided not to. How come?
1: Uh, so th- this was senior year of college, and when you get good grades and don't know what you want to do with your life, it's yeah. either law school or banking or grad school. Yeah. Uh, so I took I, I did the LSAT prep. Yeah. Did. Did fine. I probably would have done two points better if I hadn't gone to a Rutgers football game the night before <laughs> and charged the field till one in the morning. Uh, that's but.
0: a that's a future comic though. And so like, yeah. so how did you decide not to? Because you probably saved yourself a great deal of debt. Because as we've talked about. Um, it's, it was not a good time to graduate. De- yeah, yeah. debt
1: and in the had I gone directly from undergrad and graduated, I would have graduated into the uh, law, law hiring crisis of 08-09. Yeah,
0: it's good you say that, because I graduated in 2007 and then I, you know, I practiced for about a year and then everything went to shit. And I right. also I mean, moved states from Illinois to New York and you can't, you just have to change or registrate. You have to like, you know, then, you then get l- then, well, I, I should get licensed in New York, but it's, you know, it was such a shit time to do that that, um, you know, so I took on all this debt and the, the market just crashed and so I mean do we think that your decision not to go into law school was it informed at all you know by an interest in comedy and the fact that hey, had you taken on all that debt you wouldn't have been too funny I meaning you wouldn't have had time so, to pursue your craft
1: good qu- indirect directly it did not it was not con- like so in college I actually ran with my buddy a parody website of Rutgers Oh. Cool. We made fun of the school so that's that awesome like, four years of comedy <laughs> writing a little bit. Like okay. we, we did not have a good set schedule. It's like we were at a shitty college humor of Rutgers. Okay. And, like, didn't...
0: Every college made one. We didn't apply one.
1: ourselves very well, but we sold, okay. like, T-shirts, sweatshirts, oh, cool. and thongs, and shot glasses, and oh. they always sold out. So you,
0: like, yeah, you would have done that in law school. You wouldn't have had yeah. to pay a dime. You would have made it by making fun of your law school. You right. Made we, we money, did, right, we
1: did okay, but okay, cool. then... Uh, so after I took the sets I went to career services. Like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, you guys should probably look over my resume, and they're like... It's good, but what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. I like traveling. They're like, well, there's this presentation by a consulting firm. Why don't you check that out tonight or tomorrow night or whatever? Yeah. It was McKinsey. So I ch- <sighs> I looked. I applied. I'm like, this they, they like gave their talk where it's like solve interesting problems and yeah. travel. I'm like, yeah, those sound good. Yeah. And then so I applied to there and to like all the other consulting firms on campus. Okay. Uh, eventually got a job with Accenture. Oh, cool. The, the uh, funniest part, I got into the second round of McKinsey. Okay. And the, the funniest part there, I, I remember distinctly, like, they ask you these questions, yeah. and he asks something, and I just start talking and talking. He's like, you don't remember what I asked you, do you? <laughs> and I'm
0: like, nope. Dude, that's <laughs> funny. He's like, you should go into stand-up comedy. And so, like... um
1: So it, it didn't dawn on me, and then I started doing consult Like, I, I'd always been sort of doing comedy, but I never, yeah. like, viewed that as a thing. Yeah. And then uh, two years into consulting, my buddy, who was the co-founder of the site, he yeah. was He'd already been doing stand up in college. I'd always go around with him giving him little ideas. Oh, cool. And then he was in Atlantic City. I was on a project in Philly, which is close by, so I started checking out shows in Philly oh. for him to like go when he was visit when he'd visit me. Yeah. And after like a week of watching Philly open mics, I was like, I could write this shit <sighs> So I went back to our hotel room, wrote a couple pages, emailed it to him. I'm like, "Hey, maybe you could use some of this." And he responds, "It's not bad. Why don't you try it?" Yeah. Why don't I try it? So
0: where would you try it in Philly?
1: Yeah, helium at Philly was my first time ever on stage oh. at their open mic night.
0: And were you able to get a real audience, or was it? Yeah, just a no. Audience? And
1: anywhere outside in New York and LA, if even an open mic, they get like thirty to fifty people. That's crazy. And right? I had like little note cards. I print, I like printed out my jokes, and then I chopped it up onto note cards. Yeah. Like my hand shaking, <sighs> but I got a couple laughs. Oh and good. And like the next week, I showed up. They didn't put me on, but like. Someone recognized one of my jokes, <laughs> so it's cool. So, so it's
0: nice to have a little bit of success early on, and you've, right, par- you've yeah, parlayed fair. it into to just tons of albums. And so your current, uh, your current, don't shake your miracles at an hour, a new hour.
1: It's 71 minutes.
0: It's 71 minutes. Yes. Okay, so it's more than an hour, and bonus. Um, bonus material. And so is that? I mean, how are you going to make, ch- um, you know, fatherhood and ch- you know, pregnancy and childbirth and things like that? How are you going to make that? Original since there has been kind of an explosion of Twitter based and internet based, kind of you know, sit down comedians right. who've kind of explored the stereo.
1: How, how are you going to make it funny because no one's ever done that before? Yeah,
0: how are you well, how are you going to make it original right. because there's a lot of you know, you know, I mean, sti- like
1: every topic's been done to death, yeah. Right? It, it's about viewpoint perspective. Like, I, I was born in Russia, yeah, I'm like a Russian Jew came to America as a little kid, I'm bilingual, okay. I have like an insider's outsider perspective, yeah, in a way, where like I'm pretty Americanized where I can. I can fit in if I need to, but I also don't, I don't see America how you guys see it in a way because you yes. have this other culture and language and stuff.
0: Yeah, so how, kinda, how do you see America and how is that going to influence the current uh, Don't Shake Your Miracle?
1: The, the way it's been, someone described it, is you have the sarcastic sarcasm of Judaism with the cold, emotional <laughs> truth-telling of a Russian. Oh, good. Which I'm like, that's really good. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> that, that's really good. So That's uh, going to be
0: the pull quote on that cover. Right, I, yeah, uh,
1: so that, that's kind of how I... The other thing that it's been described is, but when audience, you know, when audience members come up to you, sometimes yeah. they're like, "That was very smart. You're very smart. Very intellectual. Oh, very clever." So like,
0: that's what you for kind better of or life. worse.
1: That's where my brain goes. Okay. So.
0: And then um, um I, 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 to, to, get, you...
1: to get back to the law school thing though? Yeah. After consulting, I went to grad school, a PhD program at Caltech, oh. and it started getting in the way of comedy. <sighs> Within the semester, so I quit Caltech to focus on comedy. Oh, good. But because I didn't have any huge debt and I had some savings from consulting, I had the freedom to quit and just focus on comedy.
0: Oh, good. And And what does that look like? The first days of just going whole hog, balls to the wall. I got a little bit of money. I'm going to go. It's so cool that you had the moment of clarity while you still had a nest egg and were able to say, I'm going to go balls to the wall. And kind of how do you do that? Do you just start going on the road? or?
1: Well, so Caltechs and I was living in New York. Then I moved to LA for grad school. Then I moved right back to New York. I did. I much prefer New York. Okay. And I mean, I was ready in New York, so it wasn't as big of a crazy transition. Yeah. And the summer between consulting and grad school, I was doing comedy twelve hours a day. I had, a, uh,
0: had an
1: improv class at ten a.m. Okay. A sketch writing class at one p.m. Open mics at four and six. Then okay. I'd be doing spots or barking for time, at till midnight or one a.m. And I felt good about that. <laughs> like wow. like every day, I was like. Up, ready to go and then I got to grad school and I had to sleep 16 hours a day because I did not it, it was not like to me it was like instead of 60 hours a week consulting and then comedy let me do 40 hours a week of grad school and focus on comedy which is Grad school wanted a hundred hours a week, so it did not uh, work out.
0: And yeah, I almost think that so you had the consultant, or maybe it's Russian Jewish work ethics, and then applying that to comedy looks pretty professional. Yeah, twelve-hour days and just it sounds like you know every minute is is accounted for. Right, with, with a baby
1: now, it's like if I get two full <sighs> uninterrupted hours yeah. to focus on writing and whatever else I got to do, it's a miracle.
0: Did did now did you guys t- time that at all? I mean, like, I mean, it the sounds time was like on you, purpose. If that's your question, well, yeah, but like even the, the yeah that time, yeah. So I mean, I guess it's on purpose. And so did you time it though to coincide with the fact that you had a new hour or a new seventy one minutes of material? And no. that because knowing that you wouldn't be able to put in the twelve hours when you had the baby, that you know. Pre-
1: no, no, I, I mean, so I recorded the last album when my wife was like a month or two pregnant. Okay, where we weren't even telling people. And then all the material came naturally. I'm a good um, writer. I like writing. I turn yeah. over material a lot. So okay. like, that material came naturally, and Russia stuff came naturally. And then I have a couple. Socio commentary bits that I work in there. So is
0: there any indication? It,
1: I, I didn't have the kid for the material But it, <laughs> it made it easier to have some new material <laughs> for sure.
0: Oh, I love that And as I mean do you think that coming from a background of you know, you know, maybe an immigrant raised by immigrants at least yeah. um, You know, are you gonna go the angle of you know, you're not the kid is not gonna be spoiled um, The kid is not gonna, you know, adopt the American spoiled get everything I here hope she I mean, wants. my wife's a New Yorker, okay but,
1: uh, I, as, good, as much as possible, not spoiled. Okay. We're at least able to cope with adversity. Wh- yeah. Whether a little spoiled or not Yeah, doesn't get her way all the time. I mean, she's, she's pretty headstrong. Like, okay,
0: good. For uh, me, her she's personality baby, yeah. has
1: been showing since day one, oh, where good. she's very kind and smiley, but also willful and knows exactly what she wants and will insist upon it.
0: So how do you kind of uh, condition you know, uh, dealing with adversity at this age?
1: Uh, you leave them alone for 12 hours at a time. <laughs> no, I, I don't really. No, you, you know, like when they fall, you don't like, some parents say, like, oh my God, are you okay? They yeah. just go, bravo. <laughs> and then she's fine 90, you know. Look, if she's actually injured, she'll scream and keep crying. Yeah. But, and occasionally you pick her up and there, or there. But yeah. most of the time, if you don't treat their falls like a big deal, it's not a big deal to them. And then they go about their day. Yeah,
0: I love that. And have you kind of noticed, uh d- you know, parents that you're uh, having play dates with or whatever, treating their kids with kids' gloves?
1: Uh I hate. So <laughs> ours is over a year and a half old. We still don't have any real parent friends. Okay. Because all the parents are fucking lame. Yeah. Like, can I say fu- I'm going to share, Sure. Please care. do. Yeah. Uh You tell me if I couldn't. Um. Parents all mean well, but they're, it's like you wouldn't be friends with these people unless you had kids the I same know, age, yeah. which is how I felt about grad school. I'm like, I would never talk to any of you fucking lame nerds, <laughs> um, but we have these fucking classes together. Yeah. So, so it, it's been a struggle to find people that we're, we can hang out with that also have kids our age.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're used to hanging out with funny people, and some of these people right. might not have they're, a sense of humor.
1: Barely barely a pulse <laughs> is how I would describe most of these. They're, they're all very nice and polite and kind,
0: Right.
1: and it's fine. They're playing, but they're like... There are squares, yeah. especially like Astoria is a good neighborhood. But yeah. And there's some artsy people, non-comics, but like a lot of people are like working normal nine to five jobs yeah. and just want more space or they grew up Greek so they live here or whatever. Right. So it, it, it's, yeah.
0: Have you ever thought about giving them a copy of your album?
1: I'm going to put it in the parent groups for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's no doubt about it.
0: It's like, did you guys listen to my shit? You guys have no sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, they'll
1: probably pull their kids away from my child <laughs> after they listen to it. it. It's definitely on the darker side. Uh,
0: what What could your child become that would um, disappoint you? And what could he or she become that makes you, that would disappoint yes. you? Yes. Now, what would make you proud? No. I'm, I'm a, a consultant? What,
1: whatever. No. I mean, look, whatever... It, the part of me that's Americanized is like, find what you like doing, yeah. then work really hard at it, and Good. do that, figure out how to make money doing that. That's so the that,
0: Americanized way.
1: That, that's, my, that, that's the American thing I like.
0: Okay. And then what's the kind of non, you know, the Eastern world?
1: Work hard at it.
0: Make a lot of like money. Don't it. like what you do. Just nah, make a lot nah, of money.
1: I mean, that, that definitely my, parent, my parents definitely have part of that, but, but they both like what they do. Okay. So that, that, that's the crazy thing is like they hated the... When I was quitting grad school, they were not happy. Um, but I'm like, what are you talking about? You both like what you're doing. They yeah. bo- people both told you not to, like, like my mom's in art history. <laughs> like, she got a PhD in art history and okay. has worked in fucking art history for 20, 30 years. Yeah. Like, Nobody gets a job in art history. That's <laughs> you have less of a, ch- j- a chance of making it as a PhD in art history than you do in stand-up comedy. Okay? Yeah. So don't so like, tell well, me, Mom. Yeah. I'm like, what are you
0: doing? <laughs> don't tell me, Mom. You know, like my dad
1: started his own business. Entrepreneurial fail- failure rates are fifty or eighty percent. Yeah. Comedian suicide rates are only ten or twenty percent. Like, come on. What are you?
0: So yeah, kids, you know? if you're gonna do a career switch, make sure you have done your homework because it sounds like Ben Rosenfeld was totally ready for any argument his parents threw right. in his they, direction. <laughs> my mom only
1: settled down once I released a book.
0: Uh, oh, did nice. not. Yeah, because
1: that 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 was like more her what she understands. Oh, good. She's like, okay, book, I can okay. Now you're okay.
0: <laughs> and and do you do some of your accents in this hour that's coming yeah,
1: up? Yeah, I think yeah. I don't think I do my mom. I think my dad. This album, other albums, I've done both. There's definitely Russian accents in certain oh, situations, nice. and but what, I try not to overdo it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you, you don't just want to be the Margaret Cho of Russia, <laughs> where everything's Chinese voice. Yeah, and I, I don't even know if she does that anymore. I shouldn't. Say.
0: Yeah, Margaret Cho. You know, she's she's good beyond that. So you know, I, she's I good. She's, actually quite she's great. good because she's not but, good but because that's like of how that. She got famous right it's like and also chris d'alia be
1: be careful how you get famous because then you're stuck with that a little bit yeah
0: and so this next one is the one that will make you famous it's called don't shake your miracle and wear
1: words to uh the comedy god's ears
0: oh and that's going to be everywhere great comedy albums are sold Uh, so itunes iTunes.
1: it'll be everywhere and if you're a cheap fuck you can stream it but uh, if you want to be a pal and do me a favor yeah buy it on itunes because uh The the last one was actually number one in iTunes comedy. Oh, cool. For Uh, a couple days, I I beat Jim Gaffigan, which is my career achievement. Oh, yeah, and that helps because then
0: people are like, who's this number one album that I haven't heard of? Let me go ahead and and stream Ben Rosenfeld. And they can find it at bigbencomedy.com for when they want to see in New York City after you come back from Florida. Yes. And you're bringing your baby to Florida? Yes. Uh,
1: My wife's parents are also Jews who go to Florida for the winter (laughs) as per the laws of the Torah. Oh, I love that. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go visit them.
0: And in the meantime, don't shake your miracle while you're down there.
1: Correct. Don't I... shake your miracle anywhere because they're a miracle.
0: Because they're a miracle. Thank you so much, Ben Rosenfeld.
1: Thank you, Brian.